Welcome to Tea with Tia, a podcast that includes conversations about nutrition, TCM approaches to your health and well-being, how to use functional medicine to help detect a gut, a healthy gut, biohacks for healthy living, and all types of knickknacks for everything in between. Hi everyone, this is Nancy Figueroa, Dr. Tia's favorite office manager. So today I have the pleasure of actually hosting one of her podcast episodes. We're going to dive into the benefits of sound bath. Sound baths have become quite a trend these days with all of the health craze, folks, in case you didn't know that. (laughs) But what exactly is a sound bath? Well, today, Dr. T is here to answer all of our inquiries to all your curious minds. Hi, Dr. Tia. Welcome. Thank you, Nancy. Um, yeah, we're, get, we're switching place today, so this should, should be a little fun episode. So, I just want to start it with, in the beginning, there was sound. There you go. So the benefit of sound bath includes relaxation, lowering your stress and anxiety as you assumed, improving your mood and well-being, improving your sleep, heightening focus and energy, and, you know, an overall sense of regeneration, rejuvenation. And, yeah, of course, our cells regenerate, too. Um, But if we were going to talk about the science, because, you know, Nancy... We love the science. science yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, in Chinese medicine, we always assume, or not assume, um, let our patients know that when somebody comes in that's super stressed or having a lot of issues with um, their GI, usually linked to stress when they come in and say, oh, I gas bloat and so on and so forth, or I have you know, constipation, anything related gastrointestinal, Nancy, it's usually because emotionally we either have, you know, overly angst and anxiety and, you know, depression, things like that. So there is a connection with the brain and the gut axis. And most of the Western medicine would say, oh, you're just crazy. What are you talking about? There's no connection. And then... In the last 10 years, in psychology, they've noticed and have studied thoroughly the vagus nerve. Are you familiar with the vagus nerve, Nancy? I actually haven't covered that chapter yet. (laughs) Maybe you can share a little bit more. Okay, so the vagus nerve is your cranial nerve 10. And... What the vagus, well, what vagus means in Latin is the wanderer. So, and the reason why it's the wanderer is it starts in your larynx, your throat, goes down your esophagus to your lungs, to your heart, and spreads in the intestines, in your gut. So, when the brain overly thinks or have anxiety or irritability and anger, it affects our GI. That's why there's a connection between your emotions and any kind of gut GI issues and affecting your microbiome. Even if you silently think how awful you are, Mm. your microbiome would say, oh, here's some candida for you, kid. You know, so it's things like sound bath um, really helps release any of the tensions 
in your vagus nerve because in order for you to tickle your vagus nerve because it is starts at the throat is sound that's why at, you know when you do some yoga breathing they ask you to do an auditory you know like a deep sigh or a sound and even in chinese medicine in each meridian has a link to specific sounds which we'll cover in a different podcast um but that is one of the reason why sound bath is so beneficial So I was, I had the pleasure of joining you at one of the yoga classes not too long ago, and they ended with the sound bath, and I didn't know what to expect because, quite honestly, it was my first one, and I was just curious, or maybe for our listeners out there, if there's anything specific we need to do in preparation for a sound bath. I know that, you know, you mentioned the connection and the emotion and so I'm just wondering from a state of mind from a physical awareness what do we do for sound bath preparation it's so funny Nancy are you a Virgo or a Scorpio no you're a Gemini yeah. you sure act like a Scorpio <laughs> wanting preparation I like it so uh, you don't need any special clothing when you uh, sign up for a sound bath uh, just something relaxing, you know, as if you're going in to do yoga or something like that. Just comfortable clothes. And you're encouraged to bring mats, blankets, where you're laying down for that time frame of what we say in yoga, shavasana, right? In our deep meditative state. Um, and, you know, and that's pretty much it as far as preparing yourself when you do set up or you know or sign up for something like a sound bath mm -hmm. and then the question goes to the amount of time is there a specific amount that is better i've i've read as little as 15 minutes can be effective to even 90 minutes which seems like a very long time to be listening to different sounds <laughs> is so true but you know what you experienced nancy when we went together for a restorative yin um, yoga after the yoga session we had a good 10 minutes of a live sound bath with our instructor right so that is just as effective as you're allowing your body to reach that theta wave that meditative state for a good 10 or 15 minutes. But sometimes if you're not linking it to like a combo type of deal like yoga and then it's followed by a sound bath, you can do something truly just the sound bath itself with all of the different uh, sounds and tools and instrument the practitioner chooses to bring into the sound bath. There's all types. Um, that could be a good 60 minutes, I think that's nice. I've experienced that myself, but something like 90 minutes I think is a little too long. I mean, at that point you'll hear snoring. <laughs> you know, it's nap time. Uh, but yeah, that's time frame wise is depending on how much is it an adjunct or is it truly just all sound bath? Hmm. And I've heard that some people, you know, when they're in these sound baths, sometimes the, the emotions that are stirred can vary. You know, some people cry, some people leave really happy. What exactly is the, the mind-body connection? What's going on there? 
I think that's a great question. I mean, even in my treatments for acupuncture, sometimes I'm saying the things I need to say after I check their tongue and pulse and then their tears or even anger sometimes. <laughs> but it's just emotions that's just bundled in and a certain sound and vibration can really open up. It could be, you know, your throat chakra. It, the vibration syncs up to all the different 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 chakras, which we'll get into later on when we talk about the different bowls, right? So, and then sometimes you just feel like there's so much freedom that there is no blockage when you're done with the session. You feel so uplifted and really light and just ready to take over the world, mm -hmm. you know? And then sometimes people are like, oh, I haven't felt this way in so long. I feel so free. And then tears come in, you know? Mm -hmm. Give us a little bit more in, you know, in terms of the types of bowls that you've either experienced or used yourself. What are the benefits of the different materials that are used? That's great. I love that. Um, and throughout my years of experience with sound bath, I've noticed there's so many different varieties that we can use in a sound bath session. But for myself at the office, we have something like the sound that you heard earlier. This is the Tibetan singing bowl, which has seven layers of metal. Um, and the vibration is more in a deeper tone, so it really opens up your solar plexus all the way down to your root chakra to the soul of your, your uh, origin of your kidney energy in the bottom of the feet. And then you get a sound that's more on a higher tone to finish a practice. Let's say I would be in somebody's, you know, like pranayama. And you'll notice that's a higher sound. And, you know, some teachers actually like to use this particular chime to get kids' attention. Hey, hey, kids. But again, that's awakening, you know, after you've kind of moved your toes and fingers. And then you get something in most of the practitioners in the sound bath world, crystal bowls, which when played the right way, can produce the most calming and healing sounds. Crystals or quartz singing bowls are often thought to be made from crushed precious crystals. You get quartz crystal bowls are actually made from silica, which is naturally occurring broken down quartz. Mm. And then you get clear quartz singing bowls, which are set up from frosted quartz singing bowls, although they are less voluminous but have clearer tones. Um, and then you get the frosted singing bowls. I think this is the most popular that you see in most of your sound bath. Um, the bowls are the loudest, the thickest, the largest of all the quartz. And some of the large, thick frosted singing bowls produce sounds with a very long sustain. Mm. And it's just like so opening and beautiful, very therapeutic. And it's just even five minutes of that, you feel a sense of like really just sinking and surrendering. Mm. Uh, and then you got the chimes, right? And these, as you know, most people have chimes at home and it's very calming and you enjoy when you know the wind comes by and go through the chimes and it's just kind of this lingering sound that's relaxing. Mm -hmm. Um. 
and then we can talk about some therapeutic stuff. I mean, I use a tuning fork, not in my sound bath, but more as a diagnostic tool because the tuning fork, Nancy, is very piercing and high in frequencies. Mm. And um, so if somebody had a fracture, I would use something like a tuning fork to find out if there's a fracture, then it would be so piercing and painful compared to somebody with a contusion with just fluid buildup. And then the drums. Mm and the gongs. <laughs> yeah, are you familiar with these type of instruments? You've seen drum circles, Nancy? I, I've seen drum circles. I haven't actually been part of one, but yeah, it's a very different sound and, and it gives a different feeling when you're part of a drum circle. What's, what's your experience been? Well, you know, drum circles are some of the things I did when I was an undergrad, you see. <laughs> All this hippy-dippy stuff. Hiking and picking sweet grass and braiding. <laughs> Doing a drum circle at a retreat. But, you know, Ma, I used to sell drums in a New Age bookstore that I managed when I was in an undergrad. And I really had a fond fascination to, and an affinity for hand drums because it was just accessible and the sound was very droning and calming and then I also like the uh, um, what did I tell you Nancy earlier was the, um, the gourd drum mm -hmm. which the was tongue. yeah the tongue drum um, or the talking drum even it's called but it's from Africa I don't know specifically where in Africa but it's a gourd in the middle and then two bass and then you kind of hit it with the gourd wand and it kind of echoes mm -hmm. and it's really fun <laughs> you did that really well <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anyways uh, that's pretty much all the different types of elements that goes on into a sound bath and how it can heal you therapeutically. And I really encourage if you've never experienced uh, having a sound bath or signing up and experiencing the full engulf, you know, emerging yourself in the sound bath, uh, you should because it's very therapeutic. So I guess thank you so much for for enlightening us a bit more in terms of the different sounds and the materials, um, understanding a little bit more the, the importance of the, the frequencies, how it connects to our emotions. Um, just one final question here today is more in terms of, so how often should someone participate in sound baths? Uh, do you have a certain recommended uh, number of times? Is it just kind of on a whim? I mean, what do you recommend to your patients, if, if at all? How often do you do yoga? <laughs> <laughs> it's the amount of time that you, you know, can mm -hmm. sign up for a sound bath. For me, it's weekly because I just love it. I think it's really relaxing in addition to having something like Reiki and acupuncture. It's just ever since pandemic, I really need it for my nervous system to really calm inflammation. Mm. I mean, if anytime you feel a little off or overly stressed, overwhelmed, sign up for a sound bath. Mm. I think that would be a very good idea. Yeah. 
Well, thank you so much. Uh, that's it for today's podcast. Uh, thank you so much for joining, allowing me to host your podcast, Dr. Tia. This was fun. Turn the tables around. Um, we hope that you enjoy your cup of tea. And if you haven't already subscribed wherever you podcast, please subscribe to our Tea with Tia podcast. Disclaimer. This podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast does not qualify as a medical diagnosis from a doctor. This podcast does not provide any medical services or have any claims of curing any conditions. If you are looking for help in your medical endeavors, seek out a qualified medical doctor or a physician that may offer functional medicine. It's important for you to have a licensed practitioner to help you make change and oversee your health.